Hello and welcome to the Learning to Be Human podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Linkenbach, and this podcast is all about learning to walk the path of a human being, learning to navigate our emotions, learning what it means to truly live a life integrated with who we are at the depths of our authenticity. Today, we're going to be talking about integrating the shadow. And this is a concept by the Swiss psychologist Carl Jung. He was the one who originally came up with this. But before we dive into this episode, I'm going to start us off with a little quotation by none other than the author Thomas More, who wrote this book called Care of the Soul, which I'm absolutely in love with and highly recommend reading. Especially if you're a healer, this is important to understand. So in his book, he says, The shadow is a frightening reality. Anyone who talks glibly about integrating the shadow as if you could chum up to the shadow the way you learn a foreign language does not know the darkness that always qualifies shadow. Fear is never far removed from power. And so with that, let's begin. And the way I'd like to begin as well as by preface this by saying that by no means do I have a complete and full grasp on what the shadow is and I'm still very much learning about it. And recently in my own personal life, I've gotten a taste of the violence of the shadow and how quickly the shadow can strike. And it has really humbled me. Uh, and it's, it's also humiliated me, but that humiliation is bringing a sense of humble, a humbleness as well inside of me. And so I wanna speak from a place of acknowledging that I don't know quite what I'm talking about uh, to honor the shadow in its full power uh, but essentially what Carl Jung was discussing uh, in his idea of the shadow, like let's let's back it up and even talk about what he means when he says the shadow. So I have a definition here uh, of the shadow from Carl Jung's way of thinking. What he says is that the shadow is the unconscious part of our psyche that encompasses all the aspects of ourselves that we deny or repress. These aspects can include our fears, our desires, our weaknesses, and our negative traits. Now, what that basically means is that when we were growing up, something could have happened. We could have been socially conditioned. We could have been shamed. There could have been a trauma incident. Something happened where the fullness of who we were was no longer accepted. And to accept the responsibility that we were the ones who made the decision to cut that part off from ourselves and we meaning the ego structure right it could have done it without our conscious awareness but essentially the shadow is the part of us that has been uh, removed from what we would consider to be socially acceptable in our personality and I want to go further into this topic by also acknowledging uh, it's very easy to fall into the fallacy that only darkness and evil quote-unquote lies in the shadow and I want to acknowledge the understanding that there is so much more to the shadow than just that. And there is actually a lot of light in the shadow as well that we have also banished. For instance, it's really easy to understand that if we were taught as children that violence was bad, that we would repress our sense of violence or the part of ourselves that is capable of inflicting violence into the shadow. That makes sense, right? But if we were raised in, for instance, a culture like gang culture where we were promoted to be violent but actually we were shamed if we were vulnerable or showed a sense of belonging or connection in a more um, delicate way 
or had that sensitive side show to others, that part would have been shamed. So that part would be in the shadow. So the shadow isn't necessarily good or bad. It's just the parts of us that we have siphoned off in order to become adjusted to society, in order to become adjusted to our families, to our situations that we're raised in, um, and ultimately to accept the morality of ourselves. And that is what Carl Jung discusses, is that ultimately the shadow is a problem of morality inside of us. Now, I want to discuss this a little bit further because if you, like me, have feelings on the surface of your conscious awareness of inferiority, of not feeling like you're good enough, of not uh, feeling a sense of wholeness, then what that means is that the opposite of those aspects, behavior traits, feelings inside of you exist inside the shadow. So if you feel inferior, then that means that you have a sense of power in the shadow. And in some way, we, and I'm, you know, I'm speaking from my perspective as well, that we have banished our own sense of power, thinking that that is bad or wrong in some way. Um, perhaps we were shamed, perhaps, perhaps there was an incident of trauma in which we were exercising our power as children, and then we were immediately shut down in that instance. Or perhaps it was more scary to exercise our power for whatever reason, and so we decided to put that away. Or a lot of individuals also suffer from religious moral complications of having power. And what Thomas More talks about in his book, Care of the Soul, is that our sense of power actually comes with our ability to inflict violence, right? Violence uh, it comes from the Latin root vis, I believe, which means life force. And so our ability to become angry, to enact violence is actually the same as our life force. Now, I'm not saying that we should be going out and become violent. What I'm acknowledging is more so the capacity for violence, not actually going out and doing it. Because if you are uh, considered, I believe Jordan Peterson discusses this point, if you are considering yourself a good man, but you're not enabled of enacting violence, then you're really a weak man. But if you are uh, enable acting violence, but you choose not to, you're a much more powerful man in that circumstance. And so essentially what the point is here is that we have to go back into our shadow. We have to go into the shadow and recover that sense of power. And just like the quotation said at the beginning, uh, I hear that buzzword thrown around quite a bit. And I hear also just like even in the Jungian space, the idea, and I've seen it on Instagram posts as well, the idea that you can just do some shadow work and call it a day and become buddy buddy with your shadow and all of a sudden everything is hunky dory um the shadow just like that quote said is extremely terrifying and there's some deep deep dark secrets that lie in the shadow and once again i want to emphasize that i'm just speaking from my own experience and uh it's, it's real stuff and the shadow can inflict damage and working with the shadow in terms of trying to integrate it is a very difficult experience. It's it's like fighting a battle. It's not just, oh, well, I'm going to learn to, you know, bring some self-love and take some bubble baths more often, or I'm going to learn to scream into a pillow. You know, that's great. It's a form of self-love and care and expression, but that isn't quite shadow work. Uh, to me, shadow work is going into the depths of the psyche, um, discovering what lays there and learning to open ourselves up to it. And two great figures, Socrates and Jesus Christ, were individuals who were, for the most part, considered to be fairly 
integrated, fairly whole beings, Jesus Christ especially. However, to the eyes of the state, Jesus Christ was crucified as a criminal. He hung out with criminals, with prostitutes. Thomas More discusses how he would actually acknowledge the perfection in sinning and suffering, um, which is so far removed from sort of our idealized version of what morality is in our society today. And Jesus was crucified in between two criminals. He was uh, crucified between two thieves, which just goes to show that he was considered to be a criminal. There was a dark side to him. And the same with Socrates. Socrates was uh, tried and then sentenced to death for exercising his power. Um, So even integrating that power or having that desire to integrate that power uh, isn't necessarily uh, going to be a safe process either. Um, so when working with this stuff, it's really important to be very cautious and understand that we're working with forces that are perhaps working us, that are perhaps using us in some way. Um, so it isn't just about doing a little bit of work here and there. It's, it's very dark and malevolent. And something that Carl Jung constantly discusses is that we have evil in our own heart. And we, uh, if we want to become integrated and whole, then we have to learn about this evil in our heart and what that means. Um, And I really like the take of some of the Buddhist philosophy around this, that evil doesn't necessarily exist in the way that we think it does. It's like this constant battle between good and evil, the polarities. It's more so uh, an ignorance of what is actually happening. Um, An ignorance of how the laws of reality are truly unfolding. Because as we dive deeper into Buddhist philosophy, experiential understanding... Um, we can start to see that when we inflict evil on others, what we're really doing is hurting ourselves first, that we're hurting ourselves and then hurting others. And so there's this sort of disconnect between the truth of reality of what's happening and the process about which it is unfolding. And so essentially that is to say that um, that sense of evilness is, uh, is a sense of ignorance in some way. And as we work with the process of integrating the shadow, it's uh, extremely difficult and uncomfortable. Um, This is where the idea of complexes, of demons, of those dark entities coming to the surface. And I use these words, you know, I'm using the word complex to adjust to the psychological crowd. And I'm using the word demons to adjust to perhaps the more uh, new age um, spiritual crowd, but they're, they can be sort of interplayed. They're one and the same thing, Um, just an autonomous entity that's running the show when our ego you know it it, our ego identifies with it and it then does something how many times have we for instance hurt somebody and then we'd go back to apologize and be like that that's not really who i am i'm sorry about that well you enacted that right you enacted that but you split yourself off and there was this other part of you that was enacting that process Um, and i also really want to iterate how important it is to Uh, work with a professional who knows what they're doing when it comes to this, Um, somebody who has integrated their shadow. uh, is extremely important um, if you're looking to do some real work. Um, And it's important to remember that when we integrate the shadow, some of the aspects of the shadow are some repressed sexuality. Um, And it doesn't mean to indulge in like negative human behaviors, like I mentioned the word violence earlier, it doesn't mean that we're going out and enacting violence or enacting sexual acts that have been repressed in the shadow. It's learning how to um, accept these parts of who we are 
uh, and learning what sort of expression we can do that is healthy, that isn't going to cause suffering to ourselves and to others. Um, learning to integrate these in such a way that allows for us to become more of who we really are. And something else about the shadow is that there is humor in the shadow. There's a sense of humor uh, and playfulness that also exists in there. Um, and it's really interesting that if we are feeling a lack of love in our lives, then perhaps there is love in the shadow waiting for us. That perhaps there is a gem in there in the darkness that we have to go find and then polish. Uh, so just a couple of topics to perhaps think about. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. If you are looking to discuss more about this or needing uh, some help in your life, uh, you can schedule a free consultation down below and we can perhaps work together. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in and I'll catch you all next time. All right. Bye.